Welcome to Trailblazing Homeschool. I'm Melissa, a homeschooling mom of five. And I'm RJ, homeschooling dad and credentialed teacher for over eight years. Join us as we journey with families to discover their own path to education. Okay, we are back and we are doing part two of our practical day-to-day life homeschool. So if you did not listen to part one of this topic, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to part one because we laid a lot of foundation as to the why behind the how that we're going to talk about today. Yes. What traditional school looks like, um, RJ's experience as a classroom teacher, um, talking about rest, and I talked a little bit about de-schooling and what that looks like. So go back and listen to that if you haven't already. Today, we're going to specifically dive into routines and schedules and just the practical, real scheduling of our day, what what it looks like when we homeschool. Yep. So. Because it's messy. It's messy. It's not perfect. Um, so we, we put out on our Instagram and Facebook uh, before we launched season two, kind of audience questions. What are your questions? So one of the two most common popular questions we got was, what does your daily routine look like? How do you homeschool all your kids? Do you follow a traditional school calendar or do you year-round school? So we're gonna talk about those things. Um, And me being kind of the homeschool mom primary person. Yeah, point of contact. Yeah, I'm the the day-to-day homeschool person um, who directs that side for our kids. I'll probably be talking a lot more this episode. That's completely okay. But I I feel more the philosophy, theology, meta stuff, and you're a lot more the day-to-day, and that's okay. Yes, RJ's definitely the the philosophy, the the thoughts behind why, and I'm the practical, how do we do it now, application person. I come in for specific instances. Yes. In our day-to-day routines, and our weekly routines, and our monthly routines, and our yearly routines, but I don't deal with the average day-to-day stuff. No, that's true. Okay, so what does our homeschool look like? So there are different approaches to how people structure their homeschool day. So vastly we, different approaches. Yes, like hugely different. Even within our close-knit homeschool friend group, we have huge differences in how we structure our homeschool days. So we want to make sure you understand we're sharing what we do because this is what works for our family-ish. And we don't want you to think that we're telling you this is how you should do your day. We're just saying this is one option and you can look at other people and how they structure their day to see if that's a better option for you. I mean, the whole point of homeschool is the fact that we tailor education to the child, right? And so the idea of making, uh, what we're doing for our children is what's good for you what you do for your child is kind of anathema. It's not allowed yeah. in this homeschool. It's like what works for you, your family, your kid, your situation, your life. Because I've been there as a teacher where I try to act like other teachers 
because they were the people in charge of me and it doesn't work. And it wasn't until I came to peace with that and be like, I can't even teach the way you teach. Yeah. I'm trying to because I'll fail because I just am not that person. So yes. it's the same type of thing. Yes, that's the whole point of being a trailblazer here, right? Yeah. We are trailblazers. So we are discovering our own path. So we're sharing our path with you. So in hopes that it will mm -hmm. help guide you to find your own yeah. path. And giving you some skills and some resources to figure out what works. Right. Okay. So um, this is our fifth year homeschooling. Yes. Our oldest is in sixth grade. Um, our second child is in first grade and then we're sort of kind of doing pre-k stuff with our four-year-old and our two-year-old and our one-year-old tag along and cause mayhem so like the character in a commercial exactly <laughs> so just to give you that idea so now i'm i'm trying to homeschool middle school and elementary school early elementary school it's very interesting i've um, never taught someone to read and that still scares me yeah so <laughs> when we first started with Kira, our oldest, um, she was in second grade, and we basically kind of de-schooled. Yeah. I mean, we would not intentionally, we but because we, we just didn't know what to do. We did not have a lot of guidance. We were not in the same town as the other people that we knew that were homeschooling, so I didn't quite have the same guidance. And I was sort of researching and watching YouTube videos and reading blogs and whatever, but. And I was attending grad school, so I was. Yeah, we also own. had a newborn and we're moving and RJ was trying to go to grad school. So I was home alone with three kids all the time. So, you know, we didn't put a lot of pressure on ourselves to make school look a certain way. Um, and then in the second half of our first year homeschooling and up until now, we joined a co-op, um, which is a group of homeschool families that come together and do classes together, typically on a specific day of the week. And co-ops can be really small. It can just be like, you know, five or 10 families and they meet at someone's home and you know, the big kids go over here and the little kids go over there and the moms or dads divide up, you know, who's gonna run the activities, the learning activities for the day. Our co-op um, at its peak was 60 families. And, but it's, it averages- huge. It's huge. Um, it averages most semesters between now like 30 to 40 families. Uh, we rent, a church building one day a week we have four periods a day we break it up into different age groups so it's it looks like quote-unquote school so you know when yeah. my kids are like when are we going back to school they talk they're they mean their co-op because that's where they see their friends and you know they take it's a combination of both fun classes and more academic classes so uh, Kira would often do her science class that mm -hmm. had a lab there you know they would use um you know like apologia type mm -hmm. uh, science curriculum she would do her iew writing classes there mm -hmm. so she learned how to do proper writing structure in a class taught by another mom at the mm -hmm. co-op um she, she did a cooking class she did cooking class she did Twice, sewing class yeah. she i taught a poetry class one time i mean history all kinds of fun stuff but the littler kids you know they're 
they've done various fun classes and all kinds of stuff. So, yeah. so that's our co-op. So that helped me learn a little bit more about structuring and, and things like that. But um, when it, we were just homeschooling Kira, she was really independent. And um, so, you know, we've tried, I, I would kind of have a like, hey, this is what you need to get done today. And she would do it. And there wasn't a lot of like, direct instruction that's never yeah. been my style direct instruction of me like okay here's a lesson i'm gonna teach you it was a lot more like hey let's go find a youtube video hey let's read a mm -hmm. book here's you know some questions i want you to answer about the book that you're reading yeah um well i know that for you it's it's a, it's a challenge to teach in a direct sort of way yeah you're really good showing people what to do yes but you really struggle to tell people what to do from a not in actively engaged sort of way. Yeah, and also up until this year, I had the challenge that I was a working homeschool mom. So I ran a business from home that was service-based, so it did require me to be at my computer doing virtual appointments and doing yeah. very like focus-intensive work mm -hmm. um, and while also trying to figure out how to keep the kids from interrupting me and get them educated and mm -hmm. all of that. So and I'm working from home too during that time period. So yeah, yeah. RJ started working from home during that season. So um, he was keeping an eye on the kids a lot. Kira, we would just give Kira work. Um, we watched a lot of PBS Kids. I'm not mm -hmm. gonna lie. It was like a half joke when people asked me what curriculum are you using. I would say PBS Kids. Like yeah. and YouTube and we watched yeah. documentaries and that sort of stuff. So there was not a lot of structure to our day for a very long time. Yes. We were in a season of life where we were in survival mode. Yeah, more or less. And we were just trying to tread water. You know, I did not have the mental or emotional capacity to say at this time, we, we do school mm. from this time to this time and then you're done for the day and all of that so mm -hmm. you know like again we had yeah. a lot of structure on fridays because of our co-op and yeah. then it was well get your work done for co-op mm -hmm. and i i understood the need for structure and i'm a pretty structured person myself like i can i structure my time i i you know prioritize things but my job is such that there's not there's sort of a set schedule but there's not a set amount of busyness like I can't guarantee that on this day I'm going to be have this to do. I have brackets of things to do and time frames to do them in, but any given day can be next to nothing to I'm on the phone for four hours. Yeah. So there's, and no, it, there's no way to tell. There was not a lot of predictability as to whether RJ would be available mm -hmm. to sit down and mm -hmm. teach a lesson or. And, and me personally, although I'm, I'm pretty structured myself, I, I'm not very good at imposing structure um, on anyone mm. uh, because I just, that just doesn't feel, I'm like, I, my motivation for structure is internal. And so I have a hard time making or creating a, a motivation structure, an external motivation structure for other people. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's something I'm working on personally because I know that it's something that's important for my family and their well being overall. So, but that's, you know. It just, it was a perfect storm and we're now doing that kind of work to 
to build more structure and routine into our lives. Yeah, exactly. So I say all of that to for you to know that, again, for the first four years of homeschooling, there was like very little structure, mm -hmm. very little routine, no set schedule other than on Fridays because someone else was setting the schedule and I committed to showing up. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we had like it was life ran around my work schedule. Yeah. And um, so now here we are in the fall of 2020 mm -hmm. and I have since shut down my service business. I no longer do that. And I um, we have five kids compared to having three when we started this homeschool thing. Mm -hmm. And so I have been very intentional this year about changing how we operate our, our house, operate mm -hmm. our just family schedule and how I'm stewarding our home. Um, it's been a huge shift for me so one of yeah. the things that for all of us for all of us yeah but it's good it's been such yeah. so much good shifts mm -hmm. you know I've tried different like checklists and things for the kids in the past or like here's your chores or you have like and one of the things too is that RJ and I as parents have been really digging into um, our own personal growth in discipline, in being mm -hmm. self-disciplined so that we can be consistent to our kids. Yes. And it's hard work. Oh, yeah. Like, please do not think that it's like, oh, man, just another person trying to tell me how to parent and how you just have to be consistent. And that's so hard. It's super hard. It'd be so much easier if someone would tell us how to parent. <laughs> <laughs> or do uh, it for us. Yeah, there's that. But it just doesn't work that way. And again, maybe they tell us how to parent and that's what works for them. Right. It's not what works for us exactly. because we're different people. So we've been, we personally have been reading parenting books that we may or may not recommend in the future and, you know, in our resource episodes. Um, but just digging in and really like finding the people that are, that speak into our lives that are making it better. Yes. Um, so this year I have been implementing daily routines and not necessarily a set schedule. Um, so I'm attempting to follow more of what's called block scheduling. Um, and I got this concept from a fabulous blogger and YouTuber. Her name is Jordan Page and um, her website is funcheaporfree.com. You can look her up on YouTube. So she has this whole thing about block scheduling and just kind of like creating these blocks of time during the day and lumping types of activities into those blocks so that, you know, you set alarms that are like, oh, it's a change of block. Um, and I'm not the most perfect at like, oh, the alarm went off, it's time to switch. But just mm -hmm. helping you kind of break the day up so that you know what you're focusing on in this two to three hour time period and to know that you don't have to worry about X, Y, or Z until later in the day because you've got time kind mm -hmm. of set aside for that. So in that sense- It's a time budget. Yeah, it's time budgeting, if you will. Um, so we have kind of our like early morning block where we're getting up, we're getting ready. Our kids get up before us every day. We are not morning people. We're not, like, I'm not not a morning person, but there's a difference between like my kids, which is like the sun's up and they're like 
roosters, like Legit. literally that loud. Legit. And and like I'm okay, but then we also have one kid who likes to tend to stay up a little bit later, yes. which bumps our time together back, which bumps our going to bed back, which then means that when our kids wake up and wake the rest of us up. Right, because we've got like, five kids. Four of them are morning people, and one of them is a night owl. Yes. So that's fun. Yes. Uh, yeah, that we we're getting more sleep than we used to. Used to <laughs> because we don't have any newborns anymore. True. Our youngest is one now. Mm-hmm. And awesome. sleeps the nights those nights. He which is, is a great sleeper. The two-year-old is starting to be a better sleeper. True. So we're not getting interrupted as much throughout the night. Um, but yeah, four out of the five are up between six, six o'clock. Well, that's right now because of when the sun's up, but it's, it's almost always within 20 minutes of the sun. Yeah. Sometimes the baby will wake up at like 5.45 yeah. and we can't get him back down to sleep. But yeah, yeah so they're, they're up in that like six to 6.30, 6.45 if it's a late day. Um, if we're lucky. We kept uh, them out to like 10. Yeah. And then, so, but they're up. They have things that they can do. And they know, like, we don't have to be awake, like, awake, awake. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're conscious of what's going on in the house. Our house is not that big, so we can mm-hmm. hear them wherever they are in the house. And like I said, they're really loud. So even if they're not in any part of the normal part of the house, we can hear them. <laughs> totally. Um, so, so they're up early. Uh, most of the them can feed themselves where their sister gets them something yeah she's 11 so she's pretty self-sufficient and is willing to be helpful to the um younger ones so then we get up we get ourselves ready we have coffee um attempts to have our bible prayer Mm -hmm. time how successful we are at that depends on the day and, I'm used to being interrupted. Yeah, and how needy the kids are that morning. And then um, usually, you know, we'll if somebody we'll feed kids, feed ourselves if we're eating breakfast that morning. And I usually will try to start like a load of laundry. Um, I don't even know. Mornings are kind of a blur sometimes. The kids do stuff that's on their checklist. Yes, the the kids will start their checklist. So also checklists are something I also got from Jordan Page. You will learn I'm on a binge of her stuff right now. This is a habit of her. She binges things. I I binge Like research, research and binge. And then she implements stuff. And then she moves on to another research and binge of a different thing, typically. That's That's how I work. So yeah, so um, they have each kid. Well, the oldest three kids have a checklist. The two-year-old and the one-year-old do not have checklists. Um, but they have checklists of things that they need to accomplish every single day. And it's stuff like make your bed, brush your teeth, pick up your bedroom, um, do your schoolwork, do some chore sticks. We're, we literally just made chore sticks this week. This week, week. So we're going to attempt to do the chore stick thing. You weekend. can look up on Pinterest or YouTube about chore sticks. They're just a one method of getting kids to do chores. So certain kids have, like Kira especially, she has specific chores. Like she has to empty the dishwasher and the dish rack every morning. Mm-hmm. Like that is her job. Um, but then, you know, we want her to do more than just that throughout the day. 
So picking up clothes, putting away clean laundry if there is clean laundry that has been done the previous day. Um, and then they each, we're, we're testing out this concept of zones. So each kid has, we have three zones in our house right now that they're, they rotate through. So we have our living room, our dining room, and our sun room, which kind of is a office school room. My desk is there, your desk is there, a work table for the kids is there, and all the paper shreds from the two-year-old yeah, cutting stuff like up with Yeah, crafting, scissors. all that stuff um, is there. So each kid is assigned a zone, and basically their job is to make sure that room, that zone, is picked up and not super messy throughout the day. So it's more of just like picking up clutter, picking yeah. up trash. Maintenance. Maintenance, yeah. And then they may pull a chore stick that is like sweep that room or vacuum that room or you know wash the windows in that room that sort of thing so all that's on the kids checklist so they start that in the morning once i have typically had some form of caffeine whether it's coffee or tea i will print out any additional worksheets that i need for the lesson i'm planning on doing that day for school and um, I will try to like kind of gather all the stuff. So we are currently using a um, mostly all-in-one curriculum. Yeah, unit study curriculum. Yeah, unit study style. A little unit study, a little Charlotte Mason. We'll talk about mm. that again in our homeschool styles episode. Uh, but it's called Gather Round Homeschool. And so we're testing that out. This is our first time using yeah. it first year first, first unit. unit so everywhere. again we're still in the experimental phase um, as to whether it's gonna work for us and how we like it so I get my teacher book I Kira has a binder I was doing a binder for Killian the first grader but he's like his current level he's kind of in between what they call their pre-reader and their early reader in this particular curriculum. So I kind of just print off whatever worksheets I think he this. should do. And most of the time it's I'm doing it with him because mm -hmm. he doesn't read yet. Um, so I have to read everything to him and then, you know, we'll do stuff together. So that's what we do. Then I try to get all the kids to the table. It seems to have, it seems to function better if we're at the dining table. Mm -hmm. I tried to do it in the living room. I have done it in the living room a couple times where we all sit around, but because they like to color while I'm reading the lesson, yeah, the first day, <laughs> if you go to our Instagram and look at the highlights, uh, I did an Instagram story on the first day that we did a lesson from Gather Around this school year and what a disaster it was <laughs> because I tried to get all five kids in the living room and then I was like oh you guys can watercolor paint while I read the lesson because that was one of the suggested activities for while I'm reading the lesson and these lessons are super short they're like three four pages max like regular letter size and there's pictures and so it's not so a long like thing 10 15 minutes of reading yes total. exactly like it's like 15 minutes of me reading slash teaching about a subject mm -hmm. of the day uh, right now we're doing an earth science unit so i had trays there were cups of water there was water like Everywhere. like cheap watercolors there was paper the 
one-year-old dumped water out everywhere. The two-year-old was crying. They all needed a nap. I started too late in the morning. Like, it was a disaster. And I was cracking up. It was a fail. It was super fail. So first day was a fail. I never even got our, like, first day of school pictures this year. Not even late. We're already like I know. I remember you like for like two weeks. It was like, oh, we still need to do our. We need to do our pictures. We need to do our pictures. And then I finally just gave up. I just gave up. Um, I'm just like, we'll do Christmas pictures. We're homeschool. We're homeschool. We're always schooling. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah. So, so we try to sit down and do a lesson. Now, I will caveat. We only sit down and do these um, gather around lessons three to four days a week because although because of COVID our Friday co-op doesn't meet at the church building on Fridays. We can't because of the restrictions here in California, but, or at least the restrictions that were there at the beginning of the semester, um, we have parents who are hosting classes in their homes. So on Mondays, we host classes in our home. They alternate between in our home and on Zoom. So Mondays, like, just because of how schedules worked out. Like we have classes Monday morning from 10 to 12. Uh, so those are, those are RJ teaching a high school class and Kira taking a middle school class. So we often don't get to gather around on Mondays because then we also have other things that we're doing in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Tuesdays, I try to do gather around. Mm-hmm. Um, but but our babysitter our babysitter's up. here on Tuesday. And so this is our recording day and... This is like the opportunity we have to like go do things together without children. Yeah. You know, so we have a babysitter here. She's kind of a holdover from when you had your business. Yeah, we she, we, we hired her like what, three years ago? Yeah, well before that was her sister. It was her older sister. Yeah, and so, but basically it's like because, you know, the babysitter's here and they love her and we love her. And so... She's family. Yeah, exactly. And so they get to, you know... It, it disrupts our normal, what would be our normal routine. Yes. And it's okay. We're okay with that. Yeah. Because there's the idea of like a daily routine and also a weekly routine. So, you know, like, you know that there's there's what we'd like to accomplish every day, but we know that, you know, Tuesdays is babysitter day. And so it's going to look a little bit different or like mm-hmm. Thursday evenings is Bible study night. So our evening routine is going to look different. Yeah. Uh, all that, all that stuff. So, um, so yeah, so the, we try to do school somewhere. I like to do school between like 9.30 and 12.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it, it's towards the later half of that because if I can get the baby down to take a nap, that yeah. is one less kid that is interrupting. Mm-hmm. And my our kids are not allowed to have screens in the morning at yeah. all. Hence the point of the checklist. They have to complete their checklist before they're allowed to have screen time. But... If I'm starting school with, say, the older two, the four-year-old may want to do school with us. He may not. And to get the two-year-old to not destroy everything in her path, I will often turn on PBS Kids for the two-year-old and sometimes the four-year-old. So they're distracted in the living room Mm -hmm. watching PBS Kids while the older two are sitting with me and we're actually doing schoolwork. And we count it. I count it anyways, at least to, to some degree, as, as valid because the two-year-old goes around and sings some of Daniel Tiger's songs. So oh my God. she's learning. She's watching Daniel Tiger they're, or they're watching Blippi. If you don't mm. have a toddler or if you haven't had a kid in the last five years, 
you don't know what blippy is Mm -hmm. you consider yourself lucky you know and our four-year-old you know he's constantly coming up with stuff that he you know has learned from watching stuff and so it's kind of one of those it's a screen but it creates a space for the other kids to learn and yeah they are still learning we are we are intentional and purposeful about what we turn on they don't have control over what they get to watch we control what they get to watch and Mm -hmm. we're intentionally turning on educational content for Mm -hmm. them if they're having screens before the afternoon Um, so then we will do our our lesson together Uh, my older one will she has her again she knows what schoolwork she has to get done so she's does math on her own because she uses teaching textbooks which is um, now online um, so that it it does the instruction and the assignments all online together so that's she's completely independent on that unless there's something that she really doesn't understand then we'll sit down and and work mm-hmm. with her on it so I can I log in every week and check her scores and see how she's doing she has to do a certain amount of reading every day a minimum amount of reading mm-hmm. like a time like hey you have to read at least 30 minutes she usually reads more than that mm-hmm. and then which is um, good that's a blessing she has assignments for she's again doing an IEW class through mm-hmm. our co-op so she has IEW is a curriculum just so you're aware yeah <laughs> Institute for Excellence in, in writing. writing it's a yes. very popular homeschool writing program so check it out basically they have all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. they're, they're good so um she she basically be, does once we're finished with our lesson together she goes and does independent work she has work for gather round notebook she has writing math reading all of that our Right, and because we're doing a unit study style, our science and our social studies and our language art are kind of all integrated together. So um, there's, she doesn't, we don't have separate curriculum for a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, again, Kira's doing additional language arts writing stuff mm-hmm. because we want her to continue in that. She's been using that curriculum mm-hmm. since third grade. Yeah, like, this is so, our third yeah. Thing. so we want her to keep doing that. And then for our first grader, um, we're still working on phonics and reading mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. So we have, we play game. He loves Boggle Jr. Loves Boggle Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, he loves, we have just like a brain quest workbook. That he's really into board games at the moment. Yeah, he's really Battleship. Battleship, like. which I was like, oh, well, there's letters and numbers. So mm-hmm. that's good, recognizing letters and numbers. We just have a lot of random workbooks. He also loves um, education.com. And they're gaming, like the kids learning games. So he'll mm-hmm. let him do that. He was on ABC Mouse for a while, but we're kind of moving away from ABC Mouse. Yeah. So, you know, they'll have some learning things that are screen-based and some learning things that are mm-hmm. book or paper-based. Yeah. And, um, so then we get to lunch. Then we get to lunch. We have lunch. That typically takes us 45. It kind of moves. Sometimes yeah. it's earlier, sometimes it's later. But it's like 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, everyone's in, lunch. And our kids play outside a lot, especially right now. Yeah, if it's cool enough, it's like it's go outside. N- if it's nice outside, they play outside. Even our daughter, she goes outside. She's 11 and she still wants to be outside. Sometimes she'll just take her book and go hang out in her hammock in the backyard and read her book while her siblings are running around. They also actually like each other enough to play together, mm-hmm. even like though she's five years older than mm-hmm. the next kid and then we've got a bunch all crunched together. But yeah. they play... 
this game called What's Up Diner where she has her own cafe and she makes a menu and the kids all order and she makes them all snacks. So And we get to clean up the kitchen afterwards. And then we get to clean up the kitchen. But. Our four-year-old is really into catching things right now. So he's been catching lizards and crickets and stuff almost every day. Yep. Um, so, yeah. You know. So they're playing. And they have blocks and things that they'll play with. So basically, there's no screens for the kids all morning long. We finish our a formal school time mm -hmm. and then they still have to kind of kill time between mm -hmm. lunch and then we allow them to have their screens at 3 30 right yeah. now sometimes after the lesson you'll have like you will watch youtube oh videos yeah that's that are... true if if i've like read the the book lesson and say like okay we're doing earth science so we had a lesson on earthquakes so we went on youtube and watched they have suggested videos for this mm -hmm. particular crew, but I'll just search like, hey, what's this? Yeah, like, and tsunamis, we did some on tsunamis. We did tsunamis, you know, just all, like each lesson has interesting things. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that the four-year-old's watching because he came and prattled off a whole bunch of stuff, information that he learned from the videos. Right, he's not listening when I'm reading the lesson in the book like the older two are, but he's watching the videos and telling mm -hmm. me all these facts about earthquakes yeah. and tsunamis. And asking questions. And yeah, like we did, rocks and minerals so we had a geode that had not been broken up mm. yet so the kids got to smash that and can they see were that. excited there's still pieces of it all over the place it's all over the place so um so yes we have kind of like that's the morning we have lunch they have kind of this the early afternoon usually at least one of the younger ones is napping mm -hmm. and the older ones um are again are playing outside we do allow them to listen to podcasts or audiobooks. Mm -hmm. So, like, Kira has, um, she actually has an old broken iPad of mine that the screen is broken, but it still works. And so she'll listen to different educational podcasts, like kid podcasts. So um, she loves those. So she'll mm -hmm. listen to those. And she is super into art and crafting so she's always coloring or painting or building glue sticking things yeah making things out of hot, hot glue, glue sewing so she just always has a project that she's working on like she's never like she has no reason to ever say she's bored she just always has a project so she's allowed to listen to podcasts baking. or music yeah, anytime baking. we give her an opportunity so she's allowed to do that in the afternoons, and that's usually what she's working on. She'll be listening to podcasts or music while she's doing that. Um, Killian's usually just playing outside or building yeah. with blocks, or he'll ask, like, oh, can we do this? Or Yeah, that, that's a lot of pickup time for us. Like, he typically, if he's going to ask for, like, to do stuff in the afternoon of us, it's typically, can we go into the office, because we have, like, a separate office, go into the office and... Do school. Do school. And Which so, means that he gets one-on-one -on -one time. Yeah, that's really what it is. He wants one-on-one -on -one time. But yeah. we get to parlay that into actual stuff. So he'll work on a workbook or we'll play Boggle Junior or something like that. Yeah. You know. Or, so. you know, because it's still warm this time of year for us, they're like, can we turn go run through the sprinklers? Yeah. Can we turn on our little splash pad thing? Can we ride? They go make mud in the backyard. Yeah. Can we Always more mud. Always mud, dirt, digging stuff, cars, blocks. Yeah, they just sticks. they have to entertain themselves, and typically this is a time block, you know, again where they're more independent-ish, 
and like I can sit down and work on certain projects that I have for the computer or be swapping out laundry loads in mm -hmm. there or you know whatever little things that I need to get done or if I need to work one-on-one -on -one with one of the kids that's when I'm I'm doing that yep and also sometimes again we wait we may turn on the tv earlier than 3 30 for the two-year-old like especially if she hasn't watched anything in the morning but she's totally ready for a nap she will most often fall asleep on the couch watching daniel tiger so mm -hmm. that's what works for us right now so that's what we'll do yeah because um, it's like with my job i'm you know doing stuff as well and then you have stuff you have to do and so it's kind of this like mm -hmm. we will just Play it by ear, basically. Everything, yeah. you know, these blocks are even played by ear. You know, exactly. Some afternoons we have to leave because the kids, you know, are doing Pokemon Club or Sewing Club or anything like mm -hmm. that. Um, so so that's that. Then we kind of have our, like, later afternoon, early evening block where we're getting dinner ready. At mm -hmm. 3.30, the kids know. And we have, we have, like, Amazon Echo devices throughout our entire house. So there's alarms that go off to say, like, hey, it's, it's now afternoon time so they're like can I have my thing can they're I have my like thing? bringing me their checklist like check my checklist did I do everything can mm -hmm. I have my so our older which is actually really helpful to us because then when they bring us their checklist we're far more likely to actually look at it and make sure that they did everything yeah than if they're just like oh it's 3 30 it's time for our devices yeah exactly and <sighs> and we're still learning to check things more meticulously yes like not because our kids are devious or sneaky necessarily. They're not like actively trying to deceive us, but sometimes they don't understand what complete looks like. Yes. Like last week, our daughter wanted to go over to her friend's house after co-op class in the morning. Um, and so I said, okay, well, in order to have your checklist complete before you have to leave for class at 8.45 in the morning, like you can like your checklist will be considered complete today if you've done this this and this and one of those was her writing assignment for her iw class i said is it complete she's like yeah i did my final draft I said okay you can go then and spend the rest of friday afternoon at your friend's house until we come later for pokemon club and then we'll pick up you know pick you up and take you all home so then monday morning comes around when she actually has her class and i said hey kira let me show you how to you know do this because um, her teacher is using Google Classroom. Here's how we turn it in. She goes, oh, hold on. I still need to add my title and my, you know, my, my heading and I need to double space it and I need to highlight my words. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. You said you were done on Friday mm -hmm. and I let you spend the rest of the day. Now it's Monday and you're saying it's not done. Mm -hmm. So it's a process of just explaining like yeah what does complete look like and that's a thing that you know we have to realize as we are training up our children right we're not who how do they know if we haven't taught them how do we know if we haven't showed them and is it fair to expect them to know after showing them one time yes exactly so we're trying really hard to not be super strict with things but also gradually increase our expectation as we've showed them and taught them and mm -hmm. given them expectations. Yeah. So And yeah. then after that we have we eat dinner, then it's kind of it's kind of this flex thing where sometimes we do a family show, sometimes we 
don't get to that because kids want baths or need baths or we go for a walk or or there's we I wrestle with the kids in the living room whatever that looks like that day and then around 715 to 730 we start putting at least the old or the the middle the two boys the two older boys in bed Um, so the six-year-old and the four-year-old we put them in bed I get them in bed normally get their routine going and then the two and the one-year-old try to get them wound down for yeah. bedtime and then the 11 year old has her own bedtime routine yeah know. her bedtime is nine o'clock the six and four year old their bedtime is eight ish yeah. o'clock the between seven thirty and eight yeah the two year old and the one year old are whenever we can actually get them to yeah. go to sleep so sometimes that's eight and sometimes that's nine thirty or ten depending or 10, on depending, that, on, depending on how late the two-year-old napped um but then we have any time that we have together um, which is limited and it's really hard to get peace and quiet because it seems as soon as we start talking a kid shows up and needs something or wants something or just wants to yell. Yeah, you know, so, at so. Least, so at least between 9 and 10, 10.30 is our, our time as Yes. husband and wife to just hang out. Yep, watch something together, read something together, talk, like go over the day and our lives. Yeah, so, so you see, like, we don't have a, at 9 o'clock we start school, and from no. 9 to 10 we do English, and from 10 to 11 we do math, and that's not our style. It doesn't mm-hmm. work for us. There are other families that uh, that works really yeah, well Yeah, they need for. that schedule. They like that schedule. They need the structure. Um, so... We needed more structure, but we did we, not need yes, that much structure. We have increased the amount of structure in our days significantly this year compared mm-hmm. to previous years. And we're still working on that. We're still pushing yeah. into more structure, but... And we're, le- we're leaning less heavily on outside classes mm-hmm. and outside things. Because even um, there was a, a couple of years where our charter school offered kind of like a in-person day yeah. where they had like, you know, they called it Enrichment Academy. And mm-hmm. so RJ and Kira would go to that where, again, she would have instruction from a different teacher. They would be going over stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was a day where I felt like, oh, well, I don't need to worry about doing homeschool mm-hmm. with her because she's gone. Th- yes. So this, it was that. And then there was Friday yeah. Cup. So, you know, we're leaning less heavily on outside teaching and outside classes and mm-hmm. really trying to focus inward yeah. and i think that has been a benefit of mm-hmm. of covid and yeah shut down and and not, you not having to work and me not having to work that like i want to really refocus myself as like my calling as a homeschool mom and mm-hmm. that i want to be the primary mm-hmm. person yeah. teaching my kids and, and guiding my kids um we right now follow I don't even know. I guess technically we roughly follow. We roughly follow a traditional school calendar in yes. that like we start new curriculum in the fall. Mm-hmm. We move them up a grade level, if you will, whatever that means yeah. in the fall. Um, we are right now, again, the older two are enrolled through a charter program in California. They don't dictate what curriculum we have to use. So that's just the standards we're supposed to cover. Yeah, that's important to know. Like and and technically, you know, they don't know that we're using Christian curriculum for a lot of things. But <laughs> Well, and the thing is is like as long as we as long as we've covered the standards, that is fine. As and you 
we're just not allowed to. Yeah, this, it's one of those like, you need to cover the standards. And as long as you're covering the standards, we don't have to know specifically what you're using. Yeah. Because you can technically use the standards and eclectically cover them. Yes. And so we're kind of following under that category. Yes. So, um, but I, so I think like year round, like we're not doing a year round school. No, we don't, we don't like follow this same school day routine yeah. into the summer months per se. Yeah. We do take obviously breaks at Christmas time, mm -hmm. um, in holidays. And yeah. mostly we take those kind of breaks because we're doing things with family. Yeah. And so we're not, you know, yeah. if we're traveling to a different part of the state to visit family. We're not going to mm. require our kids mm -hmm. to do school lessons. They're, all, they're learning life lessons. Yeah, when, and I think that's really the major shift. It's, it's not that, I think that we educate year-round. Yeah, we do educate year-round. But as far as working through a curriculum, we only do that roughly on a school schedule. Yeah. And that's roughly because like when we made a trip in September up to your parents and we were up there during the week and I was still working because I'm able to work as long as I get my stuff done, you know, pretty as much from anywhere. As long as you have internet. As long as I have internet. And so I was still working and doing what I was needing to do, but the kids didn't do anything formal as far as education goes, curriculum-wise, while we were up there. No. But they were, they played outside a ton. Mm -hmm. um, they, I don't know if they, did they ride while they were up there? They brushed, I know Kira went out and brushed ponies every day. Yeah, so my parents have a ranch, a small ranch in Northern California. So when we go up there, the kids are outside, they're running around, mm -hmm. they're- Chasing chickens, chasing collecting eggs. Chasing chickens, you know, working in the garden, petting horses, mm -hmm. climbing trees. They just, they like found every climbing tree they could on that property and mm -hmm. they like moved stuff around so that they could climb up this one tree they found ladders and like mm -hmm. i mean they just they're riding bikes they're yeah all kinds of stuff so and and they're reading books every night yeah so it's exactly that's, and so that's they're they're learning about life by being outside and we're not really pushy about like we believe that play is learning yes play is education um, and it's so important and mm -hmm. kids need to be outside. Yeah. Well, and, and just from a, like people who are clumsy or clumsiness, they have linked to not being outside enough because especially, uh, when kids are developing the inner ear mm -hmm. needs to have the, the gross motor of climbing things, of falling off of things, of in order to help teach the brain how to balance well. Yeah. And, and spatial awareness, like physical yeah. spatial awareness, and that being outside helps with that. So it's like we're training them or they're training themselves through this process. And so it's like we're following roughly a year, a school year schedule, but we're educating all the time. Yeah. And I will say typically um, in the transition of the summer, I will usually get some sort of workbook, mm -hmm. particularly for Kira. Um, I like, again, BrainQuest are great, just like mm -hmm. supplemental workbooks. And they have ones that they, you know, are for over the summer for in mm -hmm. between. And it also helps me gauge like where, what things she doesn't know. Mm -hmm. And like I can kind of do things throughout the next school year to help her yeah. learn certain stuff. Um, 
and it just helps give her some structure because again during the summer or any break what we don't want is our kids staring at screens all day long and that has been what has happened in the past yes so we were way too heavily dependent on screens and we're talking four five six hours a day that our kids were staring at screens yeah. and we, we just kind of woke up and realized like that's not this okay. is not good for them this is not healthy for their physical development their mental development or their emotional development and we can tell mm-hmm. when they've like there is a shift in their attitude there's mm-hmm. a shift in their behavior when they've been on screens too much yeah and it's um, not something it's like sugar you know like yes some people are like if my kid has sugar it's over it's that kind of yes yeah. so we've, that's why we've chosen to shift our parenting style mm-hmm. to limit the amount of screens that they get yeah. not to say that we're not super extreme like i know there are definitely families that have cut screens out of their house completely mm-hmm. or there are families that are like you get one hour or half an hour a day mm-hmm. we're not that extreme yet we may get there we don't know mm-hmm. we're, this is all again part of our problem honestly right now is the fact that where we live it's so hot it during so especially hot. that later afternoon during you know summer or early fall and so it's like it's hard to kick the kids outside when it's 104 yeah you know and like expect them to play without having you know we don't want to give our kids heat stroke yeah but I do think, so kind of with that year-round thing and or like how we educate year-round, it comes to the alternative schooling component because there's a lot of, I end up teaching a lot of lessons, incidentally, in the car yeah, while we we're defi- driving. We definitely do a lot of car schooling. Because we're driving somewhere and the kids ask a question, right? And that then leads down a road that leads to a conversation that leads to all these other things. And since I'm a history person, a history major, like... We had a saying in history that said, you know, everything is a subfield of history. And so I'm trying to interweave for them this concept. And it could be, you know, we're driving down, you know, and we pass a military base and they see something and that starts a conversation or a conversation about the cows in the field or the rocks or it's something that they they saw earlier on in the day or just had a random question about. And so it starts this, you know, or you know, our oldest is reading bumper stickers, you know, Mm -hmm. and so, and it starts this conversation about ecology, history, science, um, you know, sociology, theology, like take your pick and it kind of rambles through all these things. And so, um, and that's why I would say we educate you around because it's like whenever those opportunities present themselves, we take them. Yeah. Education is a lifestyle. Yeah. And so it's not a, and even if it's not a, oh, I don't know, like, I don't know that off the top of my head. You know, we have mobile phones and internet right. access, so we could look it up. Oh, I know. Like, I mean, literally, our four-year-old asks me questions all the time. And I'm like, that's a great question, bud. I have no idea. Let's look it up. Exactly. Like, that is the best phrase that you can learn to use with your kids. You don't have to know a lot. You just have to know how to look it up. Mm-hmm. Or in our house, let's ask Alexa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Because, you know, like that's just a tool that we use. And they'll even home. ask sometimes, can you look that up? Yeah. You know, and can so. You, or can you find a video on? And so, and, and that's, in some ways it's research. Like it's showing them that we're still learning. It's modeling, right? We're modeling what it looks like to be a learner and in a digital age, you know, and, and we like to watch YouTube videos with them 
especially like the science ones. You know, we were we were out somewhere earlier today and there was a shirt that popped up and I was like, oh, that looks like a shirt that so-and-so would wear. And you're like, yes, exactly. And he's a science YouTuber, mm-hmm. you know? And they, they'll ask actively, can we go watch, you know, The King of Random? Or can we go watch Mark Rober, who's another science YouTuber? You know, so it's like they, they'll go down these rabbit trails, but we'll sit there and watch it with them. And they'll be like, oh, come watch this if we're in the other room working or something like that so that we can see and, and participate in their learning functionally. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're learning with them alongside of them and wondering out loud with them and, and taking opportunities to, and I think that's a really important thing to do because in our world today, that's kind of, it's a means of exploring. They're explo- exploring things right. that I didn't know about. Like I had never heard of elephant toothpaste when I was a kid, but my kids have seen probably hours of videos on elephant toothpaste you know, through various YouTubers, but they've also gotten different perspectives on things and they, they know more things. They're able to, to conceptualize different things and understand the processes that are involved in not only, you know, the science that's going on on the screen, but also, you know, what production quality looks like. And in a world where YouTube is a powerful tool mm-hmm. for getting your message out there, like they're getting to see you know, another great channel that our kids like to, our boys like to watch is uh, Axel, you know, the Axel show. show. Adventure agents. Yeah. And so there's like, and that's just kind of, although it's not building like technical skills, you know, they're not counting often in them, or at least not in a normal like educational sense, they're getting a a taste for adventure. So they want to be outside more, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, they want to build things more because that's what Axel does, you know, and it's like, it's kind of modeling for them. Um, being outside, being active, being involved. And really what that is, is, you know, a family that records a bunch of stuff. And then recently the Axel's little sister and her and his mom, you know, created a show. And so I think they've, it's only been out for a couple of weeks and they've probably watched through the whole series of them four times. Oh, they, yes, they've definitely watched all those episodes. On exactly. Amazon Which is great, you know, and, and, and those are intentionally educational. Yes. But kind of in the same vein of go outside explore you know be involved and so and we're trying to move that way in our weekly routines of going out somewhere you know a couple of times a month to go and explore a new place or go to a place we've already been and be outside especially on a saturday when we're trying to rest and to hang out with family and those those type of things exactly so yeah that's that was a lot about our so we do we listen to a lot of audiobooks in the car mm-hmm. we, right now we're in the chronicles of narnia reading chronicles of narnia listening to chronicles of narnia yep. but yeah um so i'm going to do a separate episode this season talking specifically about curriculum and kind of how to choose curriculum some curriculums that we've used how we like them all of that um, but our next together episode we're going to be talking about um, homeschool philosophies and homeschool styles so as you can see i think if we were to place ourselves in any homeschool style or approach it would definitely be eclectic oh yeah like we do not fit into any one box we are very just what works for us right now Mm -hmm. Um, we're very much like learn as you go through life you know Um, 
like educate wherever you are. Mm -hmm. If you're standing in line at the store, there's an opportunity to learn something. Yeah. If you're Unit on, price. if you're on a walk, there's an opportunity to learn something. If you're on vacation, our vacations are extremely educational, kind of intentionally and kind of not. Partly because I think we're just curious people, we're and so we're constantly like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, we're always wanting to learn about the history or the um, ecology, the, the animal, the rocks, the animals, the trees, mm -hmm. the, all of it. I so, wonder if. And <laughs> so, yeah, so for us, it's really about um, going off of the kids' curiosity yeah. and, and letting them be curious and then reorienting um, what we're teaching in our days yeah. around what they're And that includes, about. you know, a lot of the stuff like we're obviously there's certain things because of our kids age we don't expose them to. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of things that we expose them to things that we don't necessarily agree with um, content wise yeah. so that we can have a conversation about it. Right. You like know, so. we're, we're using this curriculum. It is a Christian curriculum. We are Christians. We believe in creationism. We believe God created the earth. Mm -hmm. That was part of our lesson one. Mm -hmm. And then we also watch science channels and science mm -hmm. documentaries and things that believe in evolution. Mm -hmm. And instead of sheltering our kids from that, we use that as an opportunity for yeah. discussion of like, okay, well, what do we mm -hmm. believe? Why do we believe that? What do other people believe? How can we mm -hmm you know, have conversations with people yeah. that believe differently than us, all that stuff. So yeah. it's really good. Um, so yeah, so that's our day to day. And if you guys have more questions, please feel free to reach out to us. Um, if you are on Instagram, you can send us a message at trailblazing homeschool. If you download the anchor app and listen to this via anchor, you can actually send us a voicemail through anchor and ask us a question that way. And um, you can also just send us an email. Our email is hello at trailblazinghomeschool.com. And we love to get your questions. We love to answer questions. We're gonna be answering a lot of questions coming up soon on our um, masterclass webinar on homeschool. So make sure to go to our website, trailblazinghomeschool.com and we will have more information about that, how you can sign up and get to see us in person and not just hear our voices. So that's that. Thanks you guys for hanging on. This is a longer episode than um, most of our other ones so far, but we appreciate you listening and hopefully bring you more awesome content. We'll see you soon. Bye. Hey guys, Melissa here again, real quick to ask you a huge favor. If you could head over to iTunes and leave a review for this podcast, that would be amazing. Our podcast can only reach people if they know it exists. So please leave us a review on iTunes. And if you love this episode or any of our episodes, make sure to share it with your friends send it to them or tag us on Instagram at trailblazing homeschool. If you want to learn more about us and how you can connect with us, head over to our website, www.trailblazinghomeschool.com. Of course, all those links are in the show notes.